Kids These Days, episode three. I am Tara Reynolds and sitting here with my good friend Rachel Poiski. Rachel Poiski. She's the children's director here at MDPC. I am in youth ministry here and we're super excited for our third episode. And Rachel, what are we talking about today? Well, first, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing pretty well. Good. Cool. You had a busy week? <laughs> yeah, I have. It's been pretty busy. I, let's see. I don't know. Is it Wednesday already? It is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Easter ended, and I just dove headfirst back into a crazy busy week, had meetings all day Monday, had uh, evening group time with my middle school girls that I have on Mondays, and yesterday was the same thing. I just feel like I'm extremely busy all the time. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know Yeah, do. and, you're, <laughs> and you don't have kids yet. I do not. It's just going to get worse, sister. Yeah, it's <laughs> – people ask me all the time, when are you going to have kids? And I, I think the age gets like – I move it further and further back yeah. every year. I just turned 26. And I almost – by the way, I almost just forgot how old I was. That I happens feel like when you get old. I know. That's, like, I, I really – I, I almost remember. was like, oh, my gosh, did I turn 27? Did I turn 26? I haven't Definitely. remembered in years. Definitely. <laughs> Do you even know how old you are right now? No, no I have no clue. you have to go clue. check your birth certificate. <laughs> I would. I, I barely can remember my kids. See, you get replaced with your kids' birthdays. Yeah. And I can barely hold those in. So I just, like, gave up on my birthday a long oh, time gosh. ago. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so 26 years old, and every time someone asks me, I push it back further and further. Yeah. Well, I think I'm at, like, 35 now. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll, well see. Well, it's just— yeah, it does get crazier with kids, which actually is what we're talking about ah, today. Well, there you go. We are asking the question today, are your kids overprogrammed? Ooh, what a great question. I think that's a big question yeah, for a lot of people. Definitely. Like, how do you know what the line is between doing great things and doing fun things and preparing them for things and being it's when it's too much? So, yeah. But first, first, can I share my awesome word for the week? Word for the week. Word for the week. We need to I'm have. Excited. We need to make up a jingle. We sing. We do for everybody. You'll word have to do it because I'm tone deaf. So, wicked, wicked. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so our word for the week this week is dabbing. 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 Like, not like eyes. I'm going to dab your face of. The tears running <laughs> like, let me dab, dab this on dab there. Dab lotion. No, dabbing. And honestly, I've, I'm not even sure I understand what dabbing is, but it's a dance move. Dabbing can also be a drug reference. That's kind of where it originated from, but it's mostly just the dance move that we think is great and funny. <laughs> so you can't see— How do see, you describe it? The listeners can't see me, but it's like, imagine you— Put your, like, right arm in the air. Okay. And then your left arm points in the same direction. It's, like, at an angle, right? So, okay. like, a, I don't know, like a 45-degree angle. They just, just Google dabbing. And then you just kind of dab your head. <laughs> As I, Rachel's laughing because I'm <laughs> doing this before her right now. You can't see me. But it's, like, you dunk your head. Yeah. And you you dab. 
and it's a dance move. I, I think it came from a song that's been popular. I couldn't tell you the song. I but. feel like I just got on board with whipping Nene. Right? And I can whip a Nene now. I'm pretty decent at it. But, but I, now there's this new thing called dabbing. dabbing. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. A kid did it one time. I was like, what are you doing? It looks like, because it, oh, it looks like you're smelling your armpit. That's what it looks like you're doing. And I'm like, are you smelling your armpit? Like, are you checking to see you're okay down there? He's like, no, I'm dabbing. You never heard of dabbing? I was like, I have not heard of dabbing. And so, that's hilarious. Now I looked it up, but I mean, the dance move of the day. So, um, what was your dance move oh my when goodness. you were in high school? Let's see, back going back to 2007, 2006 was soldier like you know the soldier boy dance soldier boy you know yes. you did the and then you like did the that was like the big dance that everybody knew it's kind of complicated it is complicated i don't i think i remember part of it but yeah i don't know what about you what well i don't know how far back, back to date <laughs> to date myself. as you like to say <laughs> the waltz the no <laughs> um probably the electric slide when Ooh, i was yes. kind of little and then the macarena Oh, I remember the Macarena. It's timeless. Macarena it was a big deal in elementary school timeless. for me. It was yeah. like, sorry, didn't mean to date you there. Thanks. But <laughs> yeah. No, it was a. I remember the Macarena. I had one of those. You know those animals they would make the little rope like that. Oh did yes, it, they and they did. sang the song and they like danced and you could do it with yes, it. Yes, those I, things terrify me. But yeah, they are kind of terrifying. But all right, dabbing, dabbing. Word of the week. Uh, embarrass Go ask your, your kids. kids. Yeah. Go ask them. If you did it right, in in front of all their friends, be like, hey, am I dabbing? And then they'll love you forever. (laughs) They are going to love that. They're going to love it. Awesome. Okay, so uh, please elaborate a little bit more. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about kids being overprogrammed. Are my kids overprogrammed? Okay, well, I was thinking about setting it up and kind of, you know your kids are overprogrammed if. Okay, kind of like... You know you're redneck. I grew up in Tennessee. Do you remember, like, (laughs) you know you are redneck if— I love the redneck jokes. I know. Um, Okay, so I can't remember. You know you're redneck if—what, Tara? You you know you're redneck if you've ever made change in the offering plate. (laughs) You know you're redneck. That's good. If then. Yeah, what else? You Uh, know you're redneck if— You know you're redneck if—I'm great at these, by the way. I love. Yeah, we did it a lot. Like, yeah. That one out. Yeah, you know you're a redneck if the Salvation Army declines your mattress. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> it's not. Just, that's bad. That's just bad. Uh, you know you're a redneck if you have the local taxidermist number on speed dial. That might be my fa- my my family might be guilty. Of well, that. I mean Texas can fall yeah, into the redneck. That's true. For They're sure. avid hunters. Yeah. My grandpa. I'm pretty sure my grandfather is like. BFFs with his taxidermist. They know each other. So I'm sure he's on speed dial. But uh, And then my favorite, you know you're a redneck if you own a home that is mobile and five cars that are not. That sounds familiar to me. I was going to say maybe some neighbors. That home. I don't know how I feel about that. some neighbors that had some, some yeah. cars that couldn't work. Cars work. on blocks. Um, okay, so... Yes. We'll kind of follow that same theme. Okay. You know like your it. kids are overprogrammed if, number one, they fall asleep in their cereal bowl. <laughs> I have done that before. You've done it? That. I have. I have. I've done it in my youth. In <laughs> yeah, my... my kids just did it the other day, actually. So, I mean, the thing about this is if they're so tired, mm. you know, I think that's because, like I said, it's really hard to know, I think, as a parent, when are my kids doing too much? Or when am I doing just giving them opportunities? You mm-hmm. know, I think as parents, we want to give them 
so many opportunities. We feel like the pressure is so high with school, with college. Even if there are six or seven, we're worrying about college, which is ridiculous. Right. But anyway, so where's the line? And I think when they're tired, when they're constantly tired, when you feel like they are just running from one thing to the next, they never get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're getting home super late from a sport and still having to do homework, and then the next morning, they just can't even manage, maybe that might be a signal to you that you have too much going on. Too much going on. Yeah. And kids need sleep. Kids need a lot of sleep. They have to. They're growing and your body repairs when you're sleeping. Right. So they need to sleep. They need a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of kids aren't getting enough. So mm. good, good um, to know. And who thinks it's a good idea for junior hires to have to be at school at seven o'clock? Yeah, that's, that's such a bad idea. That's a bit bad idea. <laughs> so that's number one. Okay. What's number two? Number two, you your kids might be overprogrammed if you have more food in your car than in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Or that's you're on first name basis with the drive through. I was gonna say, yeah, if you've got a lot of drive through cups. And Fred in Good friends. You and you and Fred at Arby's Chick-fil-A. or BFFs. <laughs> if Chick Fil A knows you by name, um, and that's just the problem with that is I don't care if you eat in your car or not. Yeah, but it's are you having any time at home mm-hmm. to eat to connect with each other? And you know I've got a whole other episode coming on family dinners and how important those are. Mm-hmm. But if you never have time to sit down at the table and connect as a family, that's what it's really about. Absolutely. Is that you're just eating on the run, which is not healthy either. Right. Um, all the time. I mean, it happens. Don't get me wrong. But if you're never having time to sit down as a family and eat together and connect, then I think your kids are overprogrammed. Absolutely. And there's there's nutrition. Just like you were saying, there's nutritional yeah. You know, evidence like I said, with that. Stay tuned. Yeah, Whole for episode. sure. We've got some stuff coming. With Family that. dinners is so big to me. So important. So awesome. Um, okay, number so three. Number three. Your kids might be overprogrammed if they say they're bored after two minutes oh, of doing goodness. nothing. Boredom. I hate that. You know, in my house, if you say you're bored, you get a chore. Oh, yes. That's so smart. That's, it's my pet peeve is I'm bored. Making a mental note because I think here's the thing. We've created this culture where kids can't occupy themselves. Right. And they're either – we're running them from activity to activity to activity, or they're on electronics. Devices. And, I mean, I know I'm presenting, like, the worst picture, but I really think it's a huge issue if kids cannot entertain themselves, especially, you know, I always say for younger younger kids, but older kids need – decompression too but play is their work i i agree so being out like when my kids get home if it's nice out they get kicked outside i said go outside and they'll say what do we do what do we play i'm like make up something i made up so many games with my neighborhood friends when i was a kid it was the best yes and those are the memories i have i mean we would go out and play at the break of dawn and we had to come home when it got dark i mean and it was like if we weren't out playing first, knock on the door at like 8 a.m. from the neighbor kid. Can Tara and Trey come play? <laughs> my little brother, Trey. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so important. I know. Well, my brother and my cousin and I, we had a club called the Do Everything Club. <laughs> but we had a binder. It was really, it was a denim binder with stickers. Oh, how Child cool. of the 70s. It was awesome. <laughs> Puffy stickers with rainbows. Oh, I love puffy stickers. They're the best. They brought them back in the 90s. Love the puffies. (laughs) 
with my little pony and so on. But all we ever did in the club is argue over who was going to be president, vice president, and secretary. Gotcha. But that's my memory. I really cannot tell you what extracurricular activities I did. Right. I know I did some and I could think about them, but it was like that downtime, just hanging out is what I remember the most. And that shapes kids. It's important. Downtime is important. Yes. It's uh, recess is important. You know, it, it just active activity is important. And so we have to give kids the opportunity to do nothing and figure out what to do with that time. Absolutely. And and I'll just, if I, if I can, I'll just stick in, you know, a lot of this, a lot of nowadays kids, the homework they're getting is cr- so much crazier yeah. than when I was in school. But you're, you're, be your ad, be an advocate for your kid, making sure they get downtime. I think. Yes. I think that's you're right. That's going to make a successful kid more than them getting straight A's and everything all of the time. You know, if they're doing their best at school and getting downtime, they're going to be, I think, probably a better human right. later. And I think something else we've done is I call it outsource parenting, mm-hmm. where you know if our kid needs to learn something, we hire a tutor mm. or. You know, if we um, they're not doing as well, say, in this sport, we'll get them a special coach or that type of thing. Sometimes that time could be spent just hanging out with your kid. You know, my husband takes my daughter's soccer practice, and then they stay after for 20 minutes and just kick the ball around the field. And I told him, I said, that's the most important part mm. of soccer practice. That's awesome. It's yeah. not – Soccer practice. Right. It's that you're connecting with her that last 20 minutes, and you guys are just hanging out, kicking the ball around, talking. I said, that is what is the best part of soccer practice. Playing catch with your kids. So just, yeah, yeah, get out in the yard with them and have downtime and let them figure out how to entertain themselves. I think that's so important. And if they can't do that, then maybe you've got them in too many things and they think they have to be entertained all the time. Right. So that that's a huge deal for me. That is huge. Um, that's a good one. Okay, number four. Number four, your kids might be over-programmed if you and your spouse haven't had a date night since your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> or since your first kid was born. Or since your first kid was born. Yeah. That's but, right. But I, either one, honestly, exactly. for some people. That So do you, do you Matt, do date nights? We so we don't do like a scheduled date night just because in the in our marriage I'm a little bit more of the structured one. Matt kind of is a little bit more free spirited, but he makes a point to take me out on the you know and, it, yeah. and it's always fun because he's like, hey, let's go out tonight. And so yes, we make time to do that, and sometimes we or we stay in and just watch a movie and make sure we're connecting. Yeah, and so that is important. And I mean, when we don't. And we don't have kids yet. And so right. when we and we've only been married two years. So when we when we don't connect, we can tell. I mean, it's right. you can just see I'm sure you can relate to that for sure. Like yeah. you can just kind of feel it almost. So imagine then if you go several years. And there are oh couples once they have kids that go several years without a date night. Oh. And that you know, your kids have to see that your marriage is a first priority mm. above them. That's how kids function best because Hmm. you're creating the safety net for them and a kid can be I mean study after study shows that confident secure kids are that way because of um, a stable home life Hmm. and part of that is nurturing your marriage so 
it's just so important if you think, oh, but right now in this stage of life, we're putting the kids first. And I say no. Hmm. You have got to have time for you and your spouse because otherwise, um, you know, you're not connected. You're not able to parent together as well. There's just so many things that hinge on that date night. And so if your kids are so busy that you don't have time for a date night, with your spouse, then it's probably too much. Right, because you have you to know? chase them And I'm not saying every practice. single week that you have to have a date night. I'm not saying that they have to take you out to a nice steakhouse every week. Nothing right. Like, but something. You have to connect. So you really need to look at your schedule. Right. And that, that could be an indicator to you if you never have time to go out. Yeah, we had good friends. Uh, so Matt and I, we, we have friends that they have younger kids and they ask us sometimes to come babysit for them so they can go on date night. But a lot of times, I mean, they've got three little kids. A lot of times their date night is they go grab a really fast hamburger at Whataburger and then they go grocery shopping together for the week. Yeah. But that's but they're doing it by themselves. They're going together and they enjoy that. I mean, it doesn't have to be a chore, you right. know, that you're doing on date night. But if it if you're like, I need to kill two birds with one stone and it's a time we can connect. And then they stopped on the way home and got a chocolate milkshake. And then that was their date and they had a great time. Yeah. So for me, and that was a big deal for Matt and I to see. Just like, oh, date night doesn't have to fit this perfect little box as long as you're connecting with your spouse. And right. That's a, that's what you're saying. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. And you don't want to have your kids – um, and I think the older the kids get, even worse, you know, you get over-programmed. And you don't want to get to your kid in college and you don't know your spouse anymore. Mm-hmm. And that happens so a much. Lot, yeah. A lot. So anyway, I think that's um, a huge one. Okay. Okay, number, number five. Number five. Um, this was a little more serious, but you, your kids might be over-programmed if you can't remember the last time you laughed with your kid. Mm. And what I mean by that is that you just haven't had silly, snuggle, connect time. And, you know, I think a lot of times we, as parents, equate time in the car as time to connect. Hmm. But that's not always the best time, you know, because you're distracted driving and, you know, you're kind of thinking about the next thing. And even though you might have a lot of time in the car with your kid, don't count that as just your connection time. Like, you need hangout time. You need time to chill with them, to snuggle on the couch, no matter their age, you know, Mm -hmm. to touch base with them. Like, if you're not having time to connect with your kids, 10 minutes of meaningful conversation a day, and I know with the teenagers, sometimes they don't want to have meaningful conversation. Yeah, they're like, fine, Yeah, but if you're not pursuing (laughs) them for 10 minutes a day, you're over-programmed. And I can attest, I mean— your kid, you might feel like your older kids, your teenagers, might not want to talk about their personal lives or what's going on at school. They do. They do. Yeah. They want you to pry and ask. It's 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 frustrating, I'm sure, for parents sometimes. But I just I know because they I can see it and they they tell me they want yeah. their parents. And studies have shown time and time again, kids want parents involved in their lives. They want them to know what's going on. Yeah. So you're you're hitting a nail on the head. I yeah. Exactly you know I right. think. The greatest compliment I probably ever got on my parenting, which not that I get that many, (laughs) but um, over and over, I have teachers, I'll go in for a teacher conference, and they say, your kids always get the jokes. They said, 
do you laugh a lot at your house? Like, you must do something with humor. And I'm like, yeah, we laugh all the time. And they said, yeah, I get it. You must because they always just, they get the jokes before anybody else. And what I hope that means is that we're having fun together. Yeah. And we're connecting with each other and they just, you know, they're happy. So one thing we do at our house is we have dance parties. Dance parties. Dance party. It's so fun. Are you dabbing in your dance parties? I'm dabbing it. I'm macarena. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My kids have got some sweet dance moves, by the way. I believe it. They do. I believe it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so my husband's the DJ, and, you know, we just DJ hang James. out. DJ James. <laughs> and we just hang out, and we dance, and we laugh. Mm. But you got to have time. You have to have space for that. Right. I mean, that's not a program. You gotta, you've got to program that in. Yeah. I mean, we try yeah. to say, okay, this Friday night. I mean, my kids will ask. Like, my kids never ask about when their next extracurricular activity is, but they will say to me, when's our next dance party? Or That's when's awesome. our next family movie night? That's awesome. Because that's what matters the most. I mean, they they ask me way more to do those things than to say, hey, when's my next blah, blah, blah lesson? Yeah. So that's really try to find space. And if you're too over-programmed, then you don't have space for that. So if that's missing, if that time's missing in your schedule, you may need to cut back. Gotcha. Uh, You know, so what I would say out of all these is aim for balance. Like you need a balanced life and, and look for what your priorities are. Mm. I think that's really important to say, does my time and what I'm spending time doing match my priorities for my kids? Because if it doesn't, then something's out of whack. If your priorities, like for my family, my priorities for my kids are that they are um, spiritually stable, spiritually mm-hmm. growing in their faith, yeah. that they are emotionally connected, that they care for other people, that they're kind. Yeah. You know, I had this preschool teacher one time that I worked with in I said, what is your goal? What would you say for parents their goal should be for their children? And she said that they be kind. Mm. And those are priorities. And so my priorities have to line up with that. And, you know, it's interesting. Harvard just did this study, and it's actually alarming. But they they ask kids to prioritize caring. And how would they prioritize caring? Only um, 22% of the kids picked caring as their top priority, but they picked 48% picked achievement. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, I know we want kids to be successful. We all want that. Yeah, of course. Of but. course. But is that at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, is achievement the only thing that matters? And even this Harvard uh, study, it was saying that they hope that college admissions um, started looking at things differently and started looking at kids' emotional connectedness and how uh, they were invested in community and how they developed themselves mm. th- as a part of the application process, that it wasn't just how did, well did they do, you know, academically, but were they, and not were they were well-rounded with their activities, but were they caring individuals? Mm. And, you know, the other sad thing is in this study, I think it's sad that they set, found that most kids would say that they believed 80% of Eighty percent of the kids believed their parents would pick achievement and personal happiness over caring. Wow! I don't know about you, but that's not the world I really want to live in. To be no, honest, absolutely not. And so I, I think that feeds into overprogramming. Yeah. Because if we're too overprogramming, programmed, then we're teaching our kids that 
being busy, that success, um, that being um, just the best at everything is what matters the most. Mm-hmm. And we're not leaving room for them to their creativity, to right. be doing things, to making up their own stories. To We're not uh, giving opportunities to serve mm-hmm. um, in mission ways, to be out helping people. We don't have space for that. If you have an activity every night, when do you have time to make cookies for your neighbor yeah. who's sick? Or to instill character. I mean, that's really yeah. what you're saying. When do you have, exactly, when do you have time to connect with your kids and snuggle on the couch and talk about their day and talk about a situation where one kid was mean to another kid at school and how would you have handled that? Right. If you don't have time for those, those are the conversations where character happens. You know, when my son came home and said, so-and-so said this, mom, and I didn't think it was right. If I didn't have space to sit down and talk to him about what he felt about that and how he should respond to that, we're too busy. Mm -hmm. So what I would just encourage every family to do is, uh, you know, to write down what are your priorities as a family and take a priority assessment and then look at your schedule and say, does my schedule reflect my priorities? And Mm -hmm. we've done that as a family. You know, my husband and I have gone out on a date night and said, what are our family priorities? Bam, bam, bam. Does what we're doing revolve around our priorities? And then it becomes very easy to cut things out. Yeah. You know, you may say, oh, but what if they're not doing this? And what if they're not doing that? And they're not going to get into this or that. You know, first of all, you have to realize the vast majority of our kids are not playing college sports. Oh, my gosh. Don't get me so- – we'll have to have a separate episode on <laughs> yeah. this. Cause- but the idea is what are sports for? Yeah. Sports are to build character. They're sports are to instill lifelong for fitness. Fun. <laughs> for fun. Sports are for fun. Yeah. Are they – is there an end in mind, you know – Yay, if they get to play college sports. But what is the end for most? What's it going to cost you? And what's it going to cost you? Right. And so just to kind of – and not to let other people, coaches or otherwise, dictate your schedule. For you as a parent to be in charge of your schedule and in charge of your children's schedule, and sometimes that means saying no to something. And I think we have a guilt as parents when we say no to something. We say, gosh, they're missing out on this opportunity. There's so many great opportunities. And in fact, in the city of Houston, there are so many opportunities. You know, all the time, I feel like Wow, I wish my kid could do that. We live in like this awesome city for opportunities, and a lot of places are like that. Yeah, but sometimes the opportunity, um, if you're give, if you're doing an opportunity that seems great, it's you're letting go of a bigger opportunity to connect with your kid. So I think that's something I just want to encourage is do a parties list and figure out what matters to our family. And be prepared to say no to some things. That's awesome. You know, we we let our kids only pick two things um, to be involved in. A lot of people say, wow, that's really low. It is low. Um, But I can tell you I'm happy because I feel like we have family time. Mm -hmm. Then my husband and I can connect. And it's just, it makes our family healthier and better. And I really think in the end they are going to be happier for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree. Well, Rachel, this has been such great information and stuff that I'm going to store away for when I have kids because I really do. (laughs) Yeah, in 10 years. (laughs) But I really do think that making a priorities list 
and then looking at your life and seeing if they line up, your activities line up with your priorities. That's such a great exercise. I mean, that's great even for people who don't have kids. So I would – I'm going to do that with my – when Matt and I are going to do that with our lives and just see what happens. But good stuff. Well, thanks for being with us. We have loved getting to talk to each other and hopefully y'all have enjoyed it. So see you next time on Kids These Days. See you next time. (laughs) Woo!